good for you. I'm empty handing and I'm filmed blue and I'm gonna dream till the day that I die. Shut up. Hey everybody, welcome to Three Drinks In. It's a podcast where nothing happens until that third drink begins. Because we all know that the third drink in is that magical point where wisdom and truth intersect. So buckle up, and let's go. Hiding and my drinks. I'm crying Welcome back, people. Thanks for tuning in to this, our fifth episode of Three Drinks In. Let me tell you that each episode features a conversation with me, Billy Bob Jumpback Jr., and my neighbor Jerry. Together we will explore some arcane avenue of musical minutiae, but not before we sample a couple of adult beverages and unwind our collective brain trust. So sit back and relax as we tackle this month's topic, songs we'd like to bring to our protest rally. All right, everybody, this is Billy Bob Jumpback Jr., and I'm here with my good friend, Jerry, and he's my neighbor. Say hi, neighbor Jerry. Hi, neighbor Jerry. How you doing these days? I'm good. I'm real good today. It's always fun to be out and doing a podcast at a beer joint. Yep, and the beer tastes good. Beer always tastes good. We've got some pretty good service today, and we got good waiters and good bartenders, and we've had a visit from our friend Kate at Big Grove Brewery in Iowa City. Man... How's it get any better? It doesn't. All right, so anyway, we are here today to get away from lyricists not named Bob Dylan for a change, because we've been doing that for three episodes. This is our quote-unquote fifth episode, although we've done more than five. Uh, today's episode is going to be about protest songs, and you know, what kind of protest do you want to go to? What kind of protest song do you want to bring to it? And you and I both grew up in an era when protests were a big deal. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they were a frequent happening yeah. in the 70s, Absolutely. late 60s, early 70s. So I can remember being, uh, you know, in grade school into junior high and high school even and thinking about what I was seeing on TV with the Vietnam War. And, oh, yeah. And there was a bunch of protesting going on with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, th- that That's what comes to my mind is uh, yeah. the song by Crosby, Stills, and Nash with Ohio. Ohio, and, absolutely. Uh, the four yeah. students that were shot dead on yeah. Kent State Plenty campus. of, plenty of. I mean, that's, I think that may have uh, pushed more songwriters into songwriting than we would have had otherwise, unfortunately. But... Um, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. And it doesn't always have to be about war. Sometimes it's about other things, you know. Sometimes oh. it's politics. Well, yeah, as time has gone on, there have been other issues that we needed to raise our voice and protest yeah, about. Climate change. Exactly, which is a perfect lead-in oh. to my, my first song, if you don't mind. I'll I jump right in. Why don't you go ahead so and tell us what it is. Mine is about climate change and pollution. And the song that I have here is by... Uh, Ben Harper. The song is Excuse Me Mister, and I'll just pull a couple of the lines of the lyrics. It says, Excuse me, mister, is that oil in the sea, pollution in the air? Mister, what could that be? Oh my gosh, I think I know what that might reference. So he's talking about, you know, all the crap that we're putting in the water, whether it be oil or plastics, 
Could, then and then the pollution in the air from our factories. I'd, I'd be interested to know what the data that was because I'll bet it's connected somehow to the Exxon Valdez uh, oil spill and many, I many years ago. I don't have that information. Well, that's okay. But the second set of lines I'd like to share would be, I'm taking the Mr. right out of your name because it's Misters like you that put the rest of us to shame. You know, it just there are people out there who are doing stuff to hurt Mother Earth. Oh, absolutely. And they think because they're making money off of it, yeah. it's okay, and it's yeah. not. Yeah. God, there's so many good uh, songs out there about the environment. Uh, I can remember back probably about, I suppose it was the late 70s, mid-70s, maybe it was earlier than that, uh, Quicksilver Messenger Service. Mm-hmm. I remember Having them. a hit of Clean Air. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a great song. I got that on an album someplace. So, so I got one set of lines to share on this, this song one more time. Same song? Yep. Excuse me, mister, can't you see the children are dying? You say that you can help them. You're not even trying. Excuse me, mister, but is the natural oil in the sea? And the pollution in the air, mister, whose could that be? So excuse me, mister, but I... corporate greed getting in the way of what's best for the entire world I think. And you hit it right there with nail on the head. Corporate greed. It yeah. comes down to money yeah. and people's pocketbooks. What can they do at the expense of others? Yeah. yeah. Uh, greed is the poison that we're all suffering from at some point or another I think. And, and I think everybody has an experience with that on an individual level, whether we're talking corporate greed or whether we're talking individual greed or if we're talking this or that. But um, everything kind of pops back towards that. So do you uh, have a protest song that oh, ties into it seems like the climate or the earth? climate? Let me look at this. Uh, no, not so much. I think mine go towards the common man and protests about the same sort of situation where the where the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer and the rich have the power and the poor don't. And yes. So what's that about? Yes. So the first one that comes to, to me, or the first one that I picked was a song by Billy Bragg. And I don't know if you're familiar with Billy Bragg. I'm he's, not. He's a, he's a British singer. He's been around for a long, long time. He came out probably in the late 60s, early 70s, but uh, he's done some stuff with Wilco and, and several mm-hmm. other groups and uh, in the, on the American side of the, of the ocean. Um, but Billy Bragg's always been a man, uh, an artist that wanted to have his voice heard for a particular reason, not just to sell records. And so as a result, he's not necessarily commercially the most, I don't know, recognized. Well-known. Well-known type of singer-songwriter out there. But uh, but he's really good at getting a point across. And I had, I, I'm familiar with Billy Bragg and a lot of his work. Uh, and I had never heard of this song before until I started looking for some good protest songs because I kind of wanted to get away from the ones we all know. I kind of wanted to get away from the Bob Dylan protest songs. Mm-hmm. They're easy to be there. I mean, I'm, I understand that, and they're very important, but Dylan kind of disowns those after a certain point in his life. So anyway, I, I started stumbling into some of these songs. Uh, of the three songs I got today, there's only one that I owned and the other two that I had to go out and listen to. This one's by Billy Bragg. It's called Between the Wars. And it goes like this. I was a miner 
I was a docker. I was a railway man. Between the wars, I raised a family in times of austerity with sweat at the foundry between the wars. I paid the union, and as times got harder, I looked to the government to help the working man. But they brought prosperity down at the armory. We're arming for peace, my boys, between the wars. I kept the faith, and I kept voting, not for the iron fist, but for the helping hand. For theirs is a land with a wall around it, and mine is a faith in my fellow man. Theirs is a land of hope and glory. Mine is a green field with a factory floor. Theirs is a skies all dark with bombers, and mine is a peace we knew between the wars. I was a miner, I was a docker, I was a railwayman between the wars. I raised a family in time of austerity with sweat at the boundary between the wars. I paid the union and as times got harder I looked to the government to help the working man But they brought prosperity down at the armory We're arming for peace, me boys, between the wars stands out to me is that one about uh, not for the iron fist but for the helping hand for theirs is a land with a wall around it and oh my does that strike resonance in this day and age yeah wall around it yeah. keep people out yeah or in we've we're never going to be successful if we let the world come and find us we have to isolate ourselves so that we can keep who we have here under our control yeah don't let people out don't let people in 1984, all over again. 1984, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you. So anyway, Billy Bragg, and, and you know, it's you, you can't lend credence to it when you just read, read the lyrics, but when uh, we play the song, it's such a powerful song. It's just him barely strumming a guitar and just shouting these lyrics out. And it's, and with he's, passion. With a passion, and he's a Brit with an accent, and he, by God, means it. Joe Strummer would have been proud of this guy, I'll tell yeah. you what. The Clash would have loved this guy, and I'm sure they did. So, and that was my first song. Um, what do you have for your second song, then? Well, my second song goes back, kind of follows the same vein of my first song, which was Saving the Earth or mm-hmm. Protecting Mother Earth. Sure. And it's from one of my favorite artists, Jackson Brown. Oh, of course. Off of the Late for the Sky album. I like that game a lot. And the song is Before the Deluge. Ah, uh, Before the Deluge, yeah. And, you know... Uh, it's kind of a long series, the the stanza I have. Uh-huh. Go ahead. But if you bear with me. Go all the way through, sure. Well. Do what you got to do. It's not that long, but some of them were angry at the way the earth was abused by the men who learned how to forge her beauty into power 
and they struggled to protect her from them, only to be confused. That says a lot to me about people taking advantage, abusing Mother Earth mm-hmm. uh, for their own glory, own power, their own pocketbooks. Yeah. Uh, and then the part about, and they struggled to protect her from them, only to be confused. People didn't know what to do. How do we stop them? You know? Absolutely. Uh, and that's still a, and that would have been, let's see, Late for the Sky would have been mid 70s, maybe. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, and do you have more lines or? Well, that that was the main focus. So, so what I know about him and his position is he was one of the biggest voices, still is one of the biggest voices against nuclear power for what we don't know about it as much as what good it does. It's just like he and uh, Springsteen and Bonnie Raitt, to name a few, they, they'll, they're not afraid to stand up and say, you guys, stop doing this. Well, I think a lot of them were people who were living in California and for whatever reason were in a position to voice their concerns about what was happening in the world in the 1970s and saw things that were happening that were not good for the environment, not good for the people, and uh, tried to put lyrics into a song to raise people's consciousness. And I think they did a pretty good job, too. Yeah. To me, those were the most powerful lyrics. Oh, he's just such a good writer, too. Uh, I mean, and we've talked about him and the lyricists, you know, the first guy he talked about. But, my God, they, they just bring power to, a, to, a, to the conscious of the American citizen, uh, and the world citizen, really, yeah. and, and make them feel inspired to move forward. And uh, I think that's just a huge, huge thing to be able to do. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I could go on and finish that same stanza. It's... Uh, by the magnitude of her fury in the final hour, and when the sand was gone and the time arrived, in the naked dawn only a few survived, in an attempts to understand a thing so simple and so huge, believed they were meant to live after the deluge. Some of them were angry at the way the earth was The title of the song. That's so cool. Uh, time would run out. And he is he's a guy that's still putting those songs out there and making us think the yes. whole time. That's uh, so cool. He's he's continued to raise his voice throughout the years. Absolutely. And I don't think he's getting any older. Every time I look at him, he seems about the same. Um, all right, so we'll transcend from that into my next song. And my next song was written by Buffy St. Marie. Do you remember that name? I do remember that name. She was a Canadian, um, a native Canadian, so uh, of indigenous 
blood and she became big in the 60s with several protest songs and a beautiful kind of a falsetto voice that she had um but the song that i'm going to put into the uh into the podcast the version of this song was done by donovan the english singer who was real mm-hmm. who was who was britain's answer to bob dylan at yes. the time and he's got such an incredible voice and he was a metaphysical sort of thinker you know and um so anyway, this is uh, Universal Soldier, all about the idea that you know war is a horrible thing, and and who do we blame it on? Do we blame it on corporate greed? Do we blame it on the military-industrial complex? And you know we're always looking for something to blame, I guess. But this song addresses it from a different perspective. It's it's all about the blame should go on the Universal Soldier, the person that keeps stepping up and saying, "Sure, I'll do that. I don't care." And, and so the lyric that I pulled out, the, the phrase or the uh, stanza that I pulled out goes like this. He's five foot two and he's six foot four. He fights with missiles and with spears. He's all of 31 and he's only 17. He's been a soldier for a thousand years. He's a Catholic, a Hindu, an atheist, a Jain, a Buddhist and a Baptist and a Jew. And he knows he shouldn't kill and he knows he always will kill you. For me, my friend, and me for you. And he's fighting for Canada, he's fighting for France, he's fighting for the USA. And he's fighting for the Russians, and he's fighting for Japan. And he thinks we'll put an end to war this way. He's five foot two, and he's six feet four. He fights with missiles and with spears. He's all of 31, and he's only 17. He's been a soldier for a thousand years He's a Catholic, a Hindu, an atheist, a Jain A Buddhist and a Baptist and a Jew And he knows he shouldn't kill And he knows he always will Kill you for me, my friend, and me for you And he's fighting for Canada He's fighting for France He's fighting for the USA And he's fighting for the Russians And he's fighting for Japan And he thinks we'll put an end to war this way And he's fighting for democracy It's just one of the strong stances from Universal Soldier. Pretty incredible. That's very, very powerful. Because it just addresses the idea that it doesn't matter. It's, It's... it's the power that people have with money and industrial complex, uh, military complex, things like that. But they somehow figure out how to politically take every unsuspecting kid and put them in a war. And the fact that we keep doing it and letting them do that is what fuels the fire, what makes the war continue. And I like the part about the various religions that he referenced. Absolutely. Everybody knows killing is wrong, yet we have soldiers from all walks of life. Every single religion says that. And it's not because they necessarily want to do it. It's because they're told they have to do it. And so, what a song, huh? Well, and and in so many countries, the, the soldiers that they recruit are the kids from those low socioeconomic course, yeah. gr- groups that don't have a chance to make a life any other way. This the, is their way out. The poorest and least educated amongst us. Um, and that's why you saw so many of the protests that we 
talk about coming from college campuses where kids were enlightened. Yes. And I'll get as cynical as I need to get right here because I think that's, I think that's one of the great powers of the 1% is that they want to defund public education because they want people to be less educated. They want to be more vulnerable, more susceptible to what they preach as the gospel of American or international war, you know, it's, it's got to be us or nobody. If, if you don't know any better and all you yeah. believe is what the government tells you, Absolutely. you're going to fall right into that. Can't go away from it. Can't get away and, from it. And so your second song right there just leads very well into mine. That's, that's one that I would take to a, a war protest. Yeah. So, you know, we keep, I forgot to talk about that on the first couple, but I think we explained it. Well, and my third song is another Jackson Brown song, and it's from the time the conqueror and the song is time the conqueror was the album okay. uh, the drums of war oh yeah you know that song I d- i'm not familiar with the song i've just heard of it and so i'll, I'll just share this one uh, stanza here for you it says whatever you believe the necessary course to be depends on who you trust to identify the enemy who beats the drums for war even before peace is lost who are the prophets for and who are they who bear the cost when a country takes the low road to war? If you want Whatever you believe the necessary course to be Depends on who you trust to identify the enemy Who beats the drums for war Even before the peace is lost the prophets for Who are they who bear the cause When a country takes the load Yeah, it, exactly what we were talking exactly. about. Exactly, and it's so you got the contractors who are making money off of the war. Yep. Yep. You've got the politicians who are got the contractors in their and fu- they're funding pol- their politicians. I was going to say politicians are making money because they're letting other people make money. And then once again, who are the soldiers that are signing up to go? Universal soldiers. Those poor kids, because yeah. it's their way out of the out of where they were, of where they are, where they don't have many opportunities, and That's so. Right. Go fight for my country and get an education if I survive. And so these, these people only want to educate the people that are wealthy enough to be educated. They don't want to educate the poor. They don't want to educate, educate the downtrodden. We want, to, we want to keep those people under our heel. Yes. But we want to let the privileged class have more opportunity. Yeah. And so. Well, and if you think back to when you were 17 or 18. Yes. A senior in high school. Yes. Not that worldly never really thought bad things could happen to me <laughs> and so i could go off to war and not get hurt and yeah. survive and come yeah. back and get my college education paid for oh, and yep. if i make a career out of it being a soldier then i could retire when i'm 38 or 40 years old oh my gosh yeah uh, makes it know, sound appealing oh my god and doesn't usually work out that way but and they don't talk about the risk no 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 Nope, they don't. So that that was my third and final song, but Jackson Brown and the Drums of War. 
Well, my third song then kind of echoes upon that. It's a little bit more universal, I guess, than that. And it's one that I think most people that listen to this will be familiar with. And it's uh, by Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. And it's called Redemption Song. And it's all about a general universal sort of feeling towards peace and freedom and just loving your brother. And, and you know, that comes with living in Jamaica and <laughs> getting along. Getting along and, you know, smoking the ganja. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but this is just such a beautiful song. It's been done by so many people too, and it's it, his is of course the main version of the song. But it's, it goes like this: Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom? Because all I ever have, redemption songs, redemption songs. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Have no fear for atomic energy, because none of them can stop the time. How long shall they kill our prophets while we stand aside and look? Some say it's just part of it. We've got to fulfill the book. Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom? Because all I ever had, redemption songs. Redemption songs. Redemption songs. Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom? Cause all I ever have Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our minds Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever have Redemption songs And I, I wanted to emphasize that whole point about They kill off our prophets So the people who speak to knowledge And the freedom that knowledge gives you Be they educators, be they politicians, be they um, parents, be they this or that, when the powers to be find those people, they are done away with because they are a threat. And it doesn't matter what kind of a government you're living under, whether it's the communists or the capitalists, you're gonna, they're gonna find somebody and a reason to get rid of them. And that's why it's so important to keep pushing forward the arts and the music and the yes. people like Bob Marley and and Jackson Brown and those guys that can keep pushing that idea out there to the common person, to the kid that's standing on the street like we were at some point and go, wow, maybe I need to think about this. Maybe I need to read about this, right? Yes. You know, when when you said prophets and reading the lyrics, my first thought was, okay, prophets in P-R-O-F-I-T-S? No. Or prophets as in the speakers, yes. the seniors. And, and as you talked, I knew exactly what you're talking about yeah, they, because... 
taking out the profits of those people who are speaking against those in power exactly. or warning others. Exactly. That's that's a crucial role. I would, I would guess this was written not long after the Kennedys and Martin Luther King were killed because yes. that would have been Bob Marley's era. Yes. You know, and, and others that were killed at the time. And there was a lot of that going on in Jamaica, you know, when, when people were trying to uh, bring freedom and liberty, I guess I would say, to Jamaica, yes. there was a lot of assassinations going on in, in his world. Yeah, yeah it, it really uh, makes you not trust the people in power in your government. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that gets scary. Well, it does. And, and in our current situation, I, I am often concerned about the people yeah. who are speaking out. Yeah. If, if our current president gets reelected, what he would do to people in the second term, particularly when I hear him talk about wanting to be a king well, or, or president yeah, for yeah. 25 years. And, and just yesterday I saw that Putin was not against the idea that the Russian government would allow another extension to the presidential uh, limitations. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. Well, because Trump's already calling the the. Uh, journalists and newspapers, oh, the, the fake news, yeah, yeah. Uh, just a step in trying to eliminate the people who are pointing out what he's doing that's not good for all. Yep, anything that's not positive. So again, we need artists that yes. have that have the nerve and the insight to stand up and throw this all out there and say this is wrong, and, and you have to listen to what this is. You have to dig it a little bit deeper. And this, you know, we could have done another three part series on this whole thing too because there's a bunch of good protest songs out there oh yeah like i said dylan was the master of them, yes. but dylan didn't want to be known as a protest singer no. he just wanted to he that was where he was at that time and it he didn't do it necessarily to be a protest he was being the next woody guthrie and honest to god i came real close to putting this land is your land on this as as one of my three because that was a protest song from woody guthrie sure well because our country is based on democracy yeah and yeah. I see various aspects of our democracy fading away as we get people more in power that want to do away with equal rights for all. Personal libera- uh, liberty. Yeah, personal liberties. Yeah, things like that. And it's scary. Yeah, um, This Land is Your Land was a protest song to uh, God Bless America. God Bless America. God Bless yeah. America. Yeah, that's what it was. God Bless America was written, and it became the anthem of the United States because God Bless America. Well, Woody Guthrie said this was, you know, in the 1920s and 30s during the Dust Bowl. He's like, God bless what? What is it about this? This is a beautiful country, but you guys aren't doing anything to make this work, you know. So God bless the world. God bless the world. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyways, there's plenty of, plenty of songs out there. I hope people will go out and find songs of their own. I hope you like our three choices. Well, there, there's a lot of good music out there. There is. And thank God for music to raise our consciousness. And the more live music you can hear, the better you support those people, right? Yes, exactly. And uh, we're lucky to be able to kind of pull up Spotify or Apple Music or something like that and be able to listen to whatever we want to. But those people don't get there unless we go to the shows. So uh, this is our plug for going to live music and you and i both do that quite a bit every chance i get yeah every chance we get so anyway this is billy bob jump bag jr we're going to sign off on episode five which was uh what protest song do you want to bring 
And uh, I'll say goodbye to my neighbor, Jerry. Say goodbye, neighbor, Jerry. Goodbye, neighbor, Jerry. Well, there you go. And we hope you tune in next episode. We'll be pulling up a different topic, and we'll be drinking more beer. We know that. So thanks for tuning into this one, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for not pulling the plug. You've been listening to episode number five of Three Drinks In, a musical podcast about whatever sneaks past our spiritual gatekeepers once we've started our third beverage. This episode was recorded on March 11th, 2020, once again at the Iowa Tap Room in beautiful downtown Des Moines, Iowa. We thank them for their hospitality and great beer selection. My neighbor Jerry started today with Pseudo Sue from Toppling Goliath and Decora, their delicious pale IPA. I went dark to begin today's episode. I tried the black IPA from 1717 Brewery in Des Moines, just around the corner from where we were sitting. For round two, Jerry headed toward the Zoltan Session IPA from Exile Brewery in Des Moines. Jerry is drawn to hazy situations, and this beer met his needs nicely. I moved into a new one for me, the Zader Sweet Milk Stout from Big Grove in Iowa City. It was very nice flavor of dark fruits and some hints of chocolate. Speaking of Big Grove, as luck would have it, we were once again visited by Cade, the local rep for Big Grove. After a bit of always pleasant conversation, Cade surprised us each with a round of Easy Eddies, which was a very nice gesture and made for a smooth transition into our final round of beverages. While neighbor Jerry stayed right there with another Easy Eddie, he loves those guys, I finished with a 50s Dad from Confluence Brewing in Des Moines. It's another milk sweet stout that was a perfect finish to another great day of sipping and chatting with my partner in crime. We are so glad you joined us again today. Please catch our next episode as soon as it's released. music is a wonderful tune called Drink Beer Till the Day That I Die by Daisy May, a terrific group from France. Their song was found at the Free Music Archive. That's freemusicarchive.org. And the band Daisy May can be found on the web at daisymay.com. That's D-A-Z-I-E-M-A-E.com. We thank them for making their music available.